It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good morning. You are listening to What's Going On. I'm Lorraine Ballard-Marl. Hope you are having a wonderful morning. We talk about things that we can do to make a difference in our communities and also in our lives. What's Going On today is sponsored by the American Association for Cancer Research. Do you know someone touched by cancer? I do. And it's time to find cures for not one, but all cancers. And that's what the American Association for Cancer Research strives to do. They're the first and biggest cancer research organization in the world. AACR raises awareness and funds to support life-saving cancer research. And here's the good news. For every dollar raised, 88 cents goes directly towards finding cures. Help AACR accomplish this mission and save lives. Donate today at aacr.org slash donate. One of my all-time favorite birthdays was celebrated at the AIDS Fund's monthly Gay Bingo. Gay Bingo is a fabulous, irreverent, campy, wildly popular event that's been entertaining Philadelphia audiences for over 20 years. Hosted by the infamous Bingo Verifying Divas, this event raises emergency funds for those living with HIV. I speak with Rob Reichert, Executive Director of the AIDS Fund, and Bingo Verifying Diva, Stella Dora, a.k.a. Tim Johnson. Entertainment Weekly calls Slay the YA debut we're most excited for this year. And that's why I'm excited. I have read this book. It deserves the hype. I speak with its author, Brittany Morris, who's written a page-turner about a 17-year-old Kira Johnson, an honor student, a math tutor, and one of the only black kids at Jefferson Academy. She's also the developer of a secret multiplayer online role-playing game called Slay, inspired by Black Panther, that very entertainingly looks at race relations, embracing black excellence, and the terrible toxicity of online trolls. But first, you know, we all need to find our happy place. There's so much happening in the world. Wouldn't it be nice to go to your happy place? Well, believe it or not, there is a happy place that you can go to. To tell us all about it is Nicole Valens. She is a production's creative producer alongside with the owner of Happy Place founder, Jared Paul. Thank you so much for joining us. And tell us about what is a happy place? I am so happy to be here. So thank you so much. <laughs> um, happy Place is just what you said. It was created to give people a break from the day-to-day troubles of life and just be happy for a good hour of time, even more if you want, and uh, leave your troubles at the door. Yeah. Well, so what is the happy place exactly? So you you walk up to the happy place and you open your eyes. What do you see? It is a immersive experience. So it, we have traveled the country. This is our seventh stop. And there are 13 different themed rooms and it's all experience based. So, you know, it's not just about a photo. It's about tasting, smelling, seeing, feeling and really getting a chance to like immerse yourself in something that is really rare and never found before. So it's interesting and exciting. And um, it's a chance for families to get together and come 
go through this wonderful kind of art installation of pop-up experiences. Ah, very cool. And it's happening right in our own neighborhood. Tell us where it's going to be. At the King of Prussia Mall, which is gorgeous. It was my first time there visiting yesterday, and I am just in awe of how fantastic it is. It's just like a a haven of beautiful stores, and it really is, and I was just floored by it. Um, And we are taking over the JCPenney store there. It's all the senses are engaged. Yes. Does it cost anything to go? There's an entrance fee of $30. And basically, each room is designed to, you know, have you feel something that's not just about a quick photo opportunity. So you could do, they have the world's largest confetti dome. So it's 20 feet. And it feels like you're right under the ball in Times Square. It's absolutely incredible. And you can jump into a pot of happiness essentially off of a golden rainbow it's beautiful it's i know it it seems too good to be true and i wish that i had it when i was even a teenager because sometimes you just need something to do on a friday night yeah and you want to go and experience something different that's out of the norm this is that i understand there is a unicorn oh there is a unicorn and um his name is cornelius Ah. and he's pretty beautiful i have to say and we're really discovering a way to give him the perfect habitat here in philly so when does this begin how long does it go for and uh, how do people get tickets? Do they just walk up? Can they get them online? Well, how does you could it work? Do, you can plan in advance if you know that you're heading over to King of Prussia and buy your tickets online. Or say if you're just strolling around the mall and want something fun to do spur of the moment, you can buy your tickets at the door as well. And tickets are available at happyplace.me. Well, let's talk about you for just a second, because you have had a very interesting life. You've been working with a Two-time Emmy Award-winning choreographer Travis Wall with this Shaping Sound Dance Company. And you've done all kinds of things. Just Let's talk about Nicole for a second. Well, that's so kind. Thank you. Um, So I come from the theater and dance world. I'm originally from New York. Worked as a casting director for Broadway shows for about seven years. And then realized that I wanted to try to have my creative dreams come to reality. And started working with incredible choreographers um, and had tons of touring productions and working with Travis was really an accomplishment. We've played Philadelphia a couple of times um, and working with a ton of dancers from So You Think You Can Dance and Dancing with the Stars as well. Wow. And, you know, when Happy Place opened in L.A. two years ago, I was not part of faculty and I watched it from afar and said, wow, that's something so unique. Just a chance of to go and just experience true positivity and joy. And it's rare. It truly is to find a place where, it, you know, you could just Go at any time of day, truly, um, with your parents, with grandparents, with your friends, anything like that, and just leave your troubles behind. And when I met Jared, I said, I'm truly obsessed with Happy Place, so I want in. And he said, great, there's someone else who loves it as much as I do. And here we are. We need a happy place to go to, to escape into. Yeah. (laughs) And it's not just, you know, I was saying earlier, it's not just about a photo. It's really creating memories. And I'm not someone to take a photo and post it online immediately. But I do look back at all the photos that I have. And you remember, you feel something when you see these amazing uh, memories being made. Yeah, that's great. So if people would like more information about The Happy Place, how do they find out more? You can go to happyplace.me and you can also follow us on Instagram at We Are Happy Place just to see a real sense of the different rooms that are there and how it is truly for all ages. Nicole Valens, she is the creative producer along with Happy Place founder Jared Paul, Happy Place, coming to King of Prussia Mall. And as we discussed 
discussed before, we could all use a place where we can go that is happy, a happy place. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you. We hope to see you there. I will be there with my girlfriends. Oh, great. Yeah. Yes, it's a perfect like a great... night out. Total. That is, for yep. sure. Dinner, Girl. then there, or go there, and then dinner. Either way, it's perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. One of the cool things about Facebook, and there are many bad things and kind of horrifying things, but one of the great things about Facebook is Facebook memories. And things pop up on my Facebook feed that remind me of some very fun times. And one of the things that popped up not too long ago was a birthday that I celebrated at Gay Bingo. Gay Bingo is a wonderful, wonderful event that benefits the AIDS Fund and telling us all about the new season, the 2019 and 2020, 24th season schedule. It's Rob Reichert, who is the executive director of the AIDS Fund, and Tim Johnson, associate director of the AIDS Fund, and also a bingo verifying diva, Stella Dora. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us, Lorraine. All right, so let's begin. Let's save the fun, good stuff for just a second, because I do (laughs) want to talk about the AIDS Fund. Tell us who you are and what you're doing. So AIDS Fund's mission is to support the most vulnerable people living with HIV um, when their financial situation could impede their health. So we offer small emergency grants to people living with HIV for things like medical insurance when they fall behind on their insurance payments, or we did a grant for a young man who immigrated here. He contracted HIV when he was 16 years old from an abuser. Mm. He came here, been here for a couple of years, and actually had an asylum hearing. And we were able to provide a small grant for a translator for the hearing. Mm. And fortunately, he was granted asylum. Oh, that is wonderful. Yes. And it's things that we don't even think about that occur in people's lives that could impede their ability to stay healthy. Right. So, Tim, you can do something as simple as getting somebody a bed or a mattress that they could sleep on or getting them a mini fridge so that they can store their medications and things like that that really can make a measurable difference in somebody's life. That's right. And we also help with rent and utilities as well. But some of the things are, you know, a couple hundred dollars here and there. It might not seem like a lot to, you know, to, to you or I, but for some people, it's literally life changing. When you're talking about someone who has to think about so many other things, then their health tends to get put on the back burner. Isn't that right, Rob? Yes. And 75 percent of the recipients of these grants are living below the federal poverty line and fully half are at 75 percent below the poverty line or lower. So yeah. it's really a few hundred dollars can be life changing for them because of their financial situation and the fact that they're, you know, having to manage their HIV. Yeah. One of the things that's so great about the AIDS Fund is that you've taken kind of a new direction in how you disperse your funds to make sure that those individuals who really a couple of hundred dollars could literally be a matter of life or death are able to survive because of the generosity of the AIDS fund. Right. So let's get uh, down to the fun part. Um, <laughs> Tim, otherwise known as Stella Doro, bingo and drag queens. Tell us more. We've been doing gay bingo. This is our 24th season and it is not your grandmother's gay. Bi- it's not your grandmother's bingo. I should say that's how we, uh, we call it. 
Uh, we have a troop of uh, divas known as the Bingo Verifying Divas who run the event. Every bingo is themed, um, so all of the BVDs dress up in theme, but we also tell the players that they should come dressed up in theme, too, and bring decorations for your table if you want. Yeah, it's a wonderful, it's such a great night out, whether I've seen whole families come out and uh, and just celebrate. It's just so much fun. And we do say, you know, that at times the program can be mature, mm-hmm. um, mature in content. I wouldn't say it's for mature people, though. Right. Uh, totally, no. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's great. Uh, for me, it's a wonderful girls' night out. And uh, my birthday was one of the best birthdays ever at uh, one of the gay bingos. Now, the 24th season, uh, so again, you know, 24 years of doing this wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, Rob, tell us where it's at, when does it happen, and give us all the details. So we hold bingo once a month at the Congregation Rodef Shalom. There's a beautiful ballroom that we hold the event in. It's um, on North Broad, right around Spring Garden Street. So still in the Center City area. And we do it once a month. It's not always the same weekend. So you do have to check out our schedule at aidsfundphilly.org. You can get this full schedule there. It's a fun evening. Again, people just come out and have a good time. It's a great energy. You know what's great, too, is the uh, bingo verifying divas get out into the audience. I mean, it's very, like, interactive, right, Tim? I would say that's a good description (laughs) for it. Uh, The divas are out on the floor all night making sure that people are having a good time. Um, They are, obviously, by their name, verifying bingos when people win. But they'll also be out there just making sure that people are having fun. They'll wish you a happy birthday if you're there celebrating something. And people come to celebrate all kinds of things at Bingo. And then we also have what I'm now calling our world-famous intermission drag show, where we have the BVDs come out and do a couple of numbers for everyone. And they run all around that room to make sure that everybody gets to see them. And there are themes. Yes, every every month is a different theme. We just had our uh, season opener that was uh, fantastic. We're coming up on Hocus Pocus Gay Bingo, which will be amazing. For, One of my favorite movies right? of all time. Yeah, <laughs> we've also got Mean Girls Gay Bingo coming oh up this fall. God. Another great movie, and then in the spring we have some fun ones like Down the Shore Gay Bingo, Met Gala Gay Bingo, which I think is going to be really exciting. Yeah, and we also cannot forget Black Tie Gay Bingo. Oh, absolutely! You know, Black Tie Gay Bingo, I believe, is the most fun Black Tie event in the city. Uh, I would agree because it's you know it's all the elements of your traditional Black Tie event. You get dressed up in cocktail reception and silent auction and dinner and dancing. But we play bingo and we have our incredible bingo verifying divas hosting the event. They're from start to finish. They're mixing and mingling during the cocktail hour and out on the dance floor after dinner. Yeah. But we also play bingo. Yeah. It's just a lot of fun and really hard to imagine. And once somebody comes one time, we get them back over and over again for it, that event. It is so fun. And also, I have to say, I have received awards and acknowledgments for the work that I do over the many years. But my absolute favorite one was was 2012, which was a uh, favorite straight person of 2012. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is right on my desk. I just love looking at it. It's just so great. And Lorraine, you know you were in such good company with that because our very first Black Tie Gay Bingo favorite straight person was uh, former Governor Ed Rindell. Yes. Who has said the same thing to me. <laughs> that is one of his highest uh, honors of getting favorite straight person. Just getting back to some of the serious stuff. We... I think are a little bit in a state of, I don't know, complacency in some respects. In the 80s, as we all remember, AIDS 
HIV and leading into AIDS was a death sentence, and we lost a lot of people to that. And now because of all the new types of medications, and now there's PrEP, and there's all sorts of ways to prevent getting HIV. Um, I- lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think people are getting a little bit, you know, a little too relaxed about it, right? So we really need to... Make sure that people understand this is still an issue. Yeah, it's one of our greatest challenges today. Yeah. The advancements have been tremendous. We now know that if we can keep somebody in care and they have an undetectable viral load, they will not pass the virus on to somebody else, yeah. which is incredible, you know, yeah. breakthrough to know that, um, have all the documentation in the past 25 years. Anybody who's there has not been one documented case of somebody with an undetectable viral load passing the virus on to somebody else. Mm. We also have PrEP, as you mentioned, which is one pill a day that where somebody can take one pill a day and greatly reduce their risk of contracting, virtually eliminate their chances of contracting the virus. Right. And so these breakthroughs give us the opportunity to get to zero, zero new infections, zero deaths uh, and zero stigma. And, you know, we still face a lot of stigma with this epidemic. Um, It's gotten better, but still people are afraid to share a drinking glass with somebody with HIV or may think twice before starting to date somebody with HIV. But the science doesn't back any of that up. And so I think we have a lot of work to do to combat those stigmas and to make sure people have the latest and and most current scientifically based information about the epidemic. So that's why we continue to do, you know, gay bingo. We continue to need to serve people living with HIV, uh, make sure they have the resources that they need to live a long and healthy life. And why we continue to walk at AIDS Walk Philly. So. Yes, AIDS Walk Philly, that is happening in October. What's the date on that? Uh, Sunday, October 20th. Okay. So if people would like more information on Gay Bingo and also the AIDS Walk, where do they go? AIDSFundPhilly.org, or they can call our office at 215-731-WALK. Uh, it's 215-731-WALK. And Tim, I'm going to let you close out. Uh, at the end of... Every gay bingo, there's uh, the recitation of a, an amazing motto. And I wonder if you could share that with us. I was hoping you would ask for that. <laughs> uh, we do. It's actually at the beginning of every gay bingo. Um, we ask everyone to put their hand over their heart, lift their bingo dabber high in the air, and repeat after me. I solemnly swear that I am here to raise money for people living with AIDS and to stop this horrible epidemic. I further swear that bingo is just a stupid game, but I will keep on playing gay bingo until this crisis is over. I love it. And we are so close to that possibility being a reality. I mean, you know, we've talked about this, Rob. There's a time we we didn't think this would happen in our lifetime that we could even speak about getting to zero. Exactly. You know, on my way here is... uh perusing an article that said they actually, in 1995, did not have an international AIDS conference because there was no good news coming out. There was nothing. There was no scientific stuff that was happening. 
a year later in 96 is when combination therapy came out and really changed the tide of the epidemic. Um, but we still have to make sure everybody has access to it. And we have to make sure that people have the ability to stay in care. If, and we have to continue to try to prevent new infections. And we can do it and have fun at the same time by checking out Gay Bingo. Rob Reichert, Executive Director of the AIDS Fund, and Tim Johnson, Associate Director of the AIDS Fund, and also a bingo verifying diva, Stella Doro. Thank you both for everything that you do, and we will get to zero stigma, zero deaths, zero New infections. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for all that you do. You're listening to What's Going On. I'm Lorraine Ballard-Morrill, and I am so excited to have in the studio the author of a new young adult novel that I think will also appeal to the not-so-young adults out there. It's called Slay. Brittany Morris is the author, and she is here in the studio. This is how it's been described. Debut author Brittany Morris engrossingly explores the intersectional issues of social justice, community, and diaspora that will resonate with anyone who's questioned who they are and where they fit into the world. Wow, that's a pretty heavy-duty sentence there. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about the book, first of all. Slay. Slay can mean a number of different things. And I wonder if we can talk about why you chose that word to describe not only your book, but also the game on which this kind of revolves around. And and maybe more logically, I should ask you a little bit more about the plot. So let's talk about the plot. Kira Johnson, she is the protagonist. Tell us about her. Yeah, so Kira is 17 years old. She is a an amateur game developer. In the book, she has developed a massively multiplayer online role-playing game called Slay, in which people can log in and duel as Nubian personas. They duel with cards based on black culture and black history. I first came up with the idea after seeing Black Panther. Growing up, I was one of the only black kids in my entire city. and Your entire city? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Corvallis, Oregon. There, nobody's there um, <laughs> who looked like me. And so I kind of became the resident black culture expert in my school. Okay. Like I was expected to know all the music and have eaten all the foods and, you know, right. what do you mean you don't know who Usher is kind of thing. <laughs> um, and so I kind of felt like underqualified for it in a way to be in that position. I didn't feel black enough to fit that role. And so I kind of grew up in this racial limbo where I felt too black for my white friends and too white to fit in with my black friends. Mm. And I didn't really acknowledge that or even realize it was something to be acknowledged until I went to see Black Panther opening night. And that was my first time walking into a room full of black people and realizing that it was just a matter of crossing your arms, saying Wakanda forever. And suddenly I was black enough. Mm. And that's when I realized, like, holy cow, I think a lot of other black people need to hear this message. And also, I want to go back to Wakanda as soon as possible. So I was hoping someone would program a Wakanda simulator video game. <laughs> and when nobody did, after like two days, I was like, OK, this is ridiculous. I, I need to write a book about this because that's all I know how to do. I don't know how to program anything, but I can write a book about it. And so that's where the idea for Slay came from. And I came up with the title for Slay just spur of the moment because I wrote the book the entire first draft was done in 11 days. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so the title is just the first thing I thought of. But then I got to realize, like, blackness itself is kind of interpreted so many different ways. Some people see it as a threatening thing. Some people see it as a 
a beautiful thing for some people like me. It's our identity and it's multifaceted and it looks different for everybody. And the word slay can mean two different things as well. It can mean something threatening or it can mean, you know, to wow or mesmerize. And I thought that title fit the game and the book perfectly. The book is is about all the things that you just said, and, and that is. Kira and her sister are going to basically a, a white school and sort of in, in many respects fit the kind of category that you describe for yourself. The very beginning of the book, Kira's asked about whether it was okay, this white student, uh, whether uh, dreadlocks were okay for a white person. First of all, it, it sounded so clueless, and yet it also sounded so real at the same time, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I've been asked that question. Oh, my Lord, really? And, yeah, and I'm like, how do you expect me to answer for 50 million of us? Uh-huh. Like, if you ask any of us, you're going to get a different answer. Like, I don't so much mind, but I'm not going to up, you know, sign and approve for 50 million of us. That's unfair. Well, Kira has created this game called this multiplayer game called slay and what it is it's basically essentially like having wakanda in a virtual world but that world becomes a little more complicated because there is a troll that's involved and that also kind of speaks to one of the other challenges right to our digital experience and that is that there are trolls out there who want to mess things up right yes Tell us about it. The Internet is a beautiful place, but it also offers a lot of anonymity. And in any sphere where you have anonymity, you're going to get people acting their worst. And so in the game Slay, there is a troll who logs in and is angry that Slay is built pretty much exclusively for black people. The uh, passcodes, the entry codes that you need to get in and create a username are passed around by word of mouth. So black people will give codes to other black people, essentially. It's very hard as a white person to get a username to to get the chance to create one. And so this troll is very upset. Uh, He cries anti-white discrimination, reverse racism, the whole gamut. That seemed like a natural progression as I was writing it. As I was thinking about if I were to create an all black video game, that's one of the first things that would come up. People saying, oh, this is racist and this is unfair and this should be for everyone. And you know, you're just as bad as the white supremacists, things like that. But yeah. it's also, uh, I guess, in the world, it's it's a safe place. It's a place it of community, of connection. You've gotten some really great buzz. Entertainment Weekly, the YA debut we're most excited for this year. That's huge. Yeah, I was floored when I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very lucky. Well, so you said you wrote this, the first draft of it, in 11 days. How long did it take for you to finally polish it to the point where it was ready to be published? Months. And I always tell querying authors, like, do not do what I did because the chances of it succeeding are slim and none. I got extremely lucky that that first draft was even queryable, let alone pitchable to an editor. So it took me about six to eight months to edit multiple rounds of editing with my agent and my editor. What made you say, okay, I've written this book. Let me see if I can get it published. I mean, you got it published. Simon and Schuster is uh, is a huge publishing company for the average person. I mean, there are a lot of people who have books in them and have actually written books, but going from having the book that you wrote to being published is uh, sometimes an impossible leap for many people. What made you think that you could succeed? Um, You're never really sure if you can succeed, but you can always hope, right? 
And I've always wanted to be a published author at nine years old. I, that was when I realized that being a, an author was what I wanted to do hmm. through college. And after college, I was already querying books that didn't work out. <laughs> and Slay, I think, hit the market at the perfect time. It was right after Black Panther was out. Everybody was already talking about all black spaces, safe spaces. Video games have been in discussed in the media for decades now and they always seem to crop up again whenever a mass shooting happens which unfortunately is very often in this country yeah so both of those topics seemed very poignant and timely and i think it just worked out this time yeah and i think what's great about slay is that it's just a a good book it's not a book for any particular group it is just a very engaging page turning type of book that is clearly going to appeal to a very broad audience to the extent that this may be turned into a TV series. Maybe, yes. Yeah. Rights have been sold. Wow, that is so (laughs) exciting. And I love the cover. It is very cool. Uh, This person, I know that the character that you have on the book cover is so beautifully imagined. Sometimes the author and the illustrator have no contact with one another. It's just something that's just presented to you. But how how did this evolve that way? My publisher was gracious enough to ask me if I had any input for the cover, if there's anything specific I wanted. And I said, the only thing I want is for it to jump off the shelves of people. I want people to walk by and not be able to turn away from it. So I just said I wanted it loud. That was all I wanted. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I wanted to give the design team their entire range to do whatever they wanted because they're the professionals, not me. Laura Eckes, my illustrator, absolutely did a fantastic job. I think I heard while I was on site at Simon & Schuster that the girl on the cover is actually an amalgamation of like six different people. Really? Yeah. Which she blended flawlessly. I thought it was a real person. <laughs> well, she is gorgeous. <laughs> and uh, and the cover is amazing. And what's even cooler is that when you take the paper cover off, Slay is imprinted into the front cover in a way that's sort of like kind of a digital version of it in yeah. a way. It's like pixelated, mm-hmm. and uh, but in gold. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is so cool. And I'm so delighted for you. It sounds like you've got a lot happening with this book. And it's a hope. I can't wait for it to be translated into a TV show because I will watch it. Thank you. And I will totally binge it. So <laughs> what's next for you? Next is book two. It's another standalone. It is called The Curse of Knowledge. It is about a black boy who can see into the future and his brother who can see into the past. And it's about dealing with the anxiety of police brutality and the school to prison pipeline while also living under the weight of your ancestors and the struggle that they went through and navigating the present as a black person in America. Okay, that sounds amazing. Yeah, (laughs) I can't wait to see you put that one out. And in the meantime... For those who are listening, check out Slay. Brittany Norris is the author. It is a book that has been described as knocking you off your feet. It is about a young, beautiful protagonist, a 17-year-old who is a game developer and has developed the kind of game that you would have wanted uh, Black Panther to be if it had been made into a, a video game. But it really has a lot of insight into what it is to fit into society, to not fit in, and to maintain and discover and revel in your own heritage and your own culture. And what that has to say for all of us, this is a book for everyone, Slay. 
Brittany Morris, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. I'm Lorraine Ballard-Morrill. Thanks so much for listening to What's Going On. You can stream today's podcast by going to this station's website, type in the word community, and click on the podcast tab. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Lorraine Ballard, and go out and do something to make a difference. Have a wonderful day. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.